probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hood, and joining me as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Now that we've finally seen The Mandalorian, I know who directs the finale. It's Bliker Bly TT himself. <laughs> A double one. He's done it. He, I, <laughs> what is going on? I, you know what? This must be a world record for Bly Bones. <laughs> there, is, there is no two ways about it. You, Matt, let's write to Guinness World Book of Records and say you have definitely the longest list of Bly puns going on a podcast ever. How on earth are you, Matty boy? I am doing very well, mate. The sun is shining outside tonight, which is lovely. If anyone else out there is doing Bly puns, I'll fight you for the title. Um, if they are, I'll be very surprised. But no, man, I'm uh, doing well, my friend. It's been a good week, hasn't it, this week, which I know we're going to get on to. But um, from that aside, can't really complain, mate. I had a pizza this evening, which didn't quite agree with me. But uh, oh. I'm more interested to know what you had for your dinner. But how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, no, I'm doing good, mate. The missus did a homemade um, jerk chicken with rice yeah, and peas did. and the homemade coleslaw, coleslaw, coleslaw. What on earth is that? <laughs> coleslaw. Um, yeah, so no, mate, smashed good. it. So good. Mate, so honestly. So good. <laughs> I absolutely annihilated my missus is such a good cook i'm not even joking and like her jerk recipe she's just got like better and better at which is crazy good which kind of reflects the week we're having because this week has been a bit of a naughty spicy special week ain't it mate boy mate this week has been uh it's been full of it but in the best possible way we've had such a wonderful week and uh to be honest, most of it happened all in one day, but because um, we are recording on Tuesday rather than Monday. As we know, Monday the 4th of May, or as we now know it, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. It's been and gone. We know you guys had a great day because we spent a lot of day, a lot of the day talking with you or looking at what you guys have been up to, uh, checking out the arc we've been posting and all this good stuff. Pictures of Dimsky fighting his son uh, with lightsabers pretend. Wonderful to see. But yeah, I mean, got to teach him early. Exactly. If you're going to have kids, I mean, you've got to show them the way. This is the way. Show yeah, them the ways of the force. But, um, man, for us, we had um, we went on the BBC. We went on the uh, breakfast with Sonia and Ben on BBC Essex, and we had to convince Sonia why she should like Star Wars, basically. It's about seven minutes long, and we put it out as an extra episode. So it's out there for you to listen to now. And judging by how many of you have, uh, it's, because it's quite a popular little listen. So thank you, guys. But starting off the day early, mate, that was... Uh, that was a nice way to start the day. Yeah, it was pretty naughty, mate. It set the tone. You know, I didn't mind getting up a little bit earlier for that because right now, while the uh, lockdown is happening, you know, I, my sleeping habits have been a bit cray-cray. And I know mm. I'm not the only one saying that. Um, but all in all, it was so worth it. It was so worth it, man, because we were on there, we were talking Star Wars from the get-go. And by the time we were finished... 
I had a bit of time before I had to log on to my work laptop. So, dude, I I watched Clone Wars. I watched the last episode of Clone Wars ever, and then I started the Mandalorian documentary. (laughs) Bro, like, so by the time it was 9 a.m., I had already had a pretty Star Warsy day. Um, so you had and, something to drink with you, didn't you? Oh, mate, yeah. Mate, Once again, on. props to Mrs. Bly. She did me some blue milk, mate. Absolute filth. If you want to know the recipe, it's real easy. She sorted it all out because I was like, my, my missus is a baker. So I was like, I knew she had colouring, like food colouring in our flat somewhere, you know, <laughs> like somewhere hidden away behind the walls. <laughs> and... um I was like, no, just have some milk. She was like, darling, please, no. Um, <laughs> she was going to the shops that day anyway, and she got me some banoffee pie milkshake, and she got me that flavor because it's white. So that, bit of blue milk, blue coloring, bang, blue milk, quality, mate. Gosh. Quality was filth. Mate, I, I, we're not going to mention the Clone Wars because I'm sure we're going to speak about that soon. But yeah, Clone Wars has ended now and I know a lot of you are feeling that pain, feeling the emptiness that comes with a Clone Wars-less life. But hey, thanks to Disney Plus, you can go back and watch every single one of them. And why not go and start Rebels as well? But that was the start of the day. We kind of bookended it with something sweet as well. Yeah, man. We did our first ever Instagram live show. We did a live stream, we did an episode, and we, you know, this is the first time we've ever done anything live in any sort of capacity. And a few of you guys, or a load of you guys, came out and supported us, even if it was like a few minutes or for the whole thing. So thank you so much to all those people that turned up. I know some of you guys haven't got Instagram or don't really use it. And let's just say this this has been a bit of a testing ground for us anyway for future projects. Um, mm-hmm. Can't elaborate too much on that right now. But it was a real success. It was it was just real fun, wasn't it, mate, boy? Mate, it was just it was good. It was just a chance to yeah stick a camera up, do what we do now, but with a phone in front of us. And we had a, we had a beer. I had my Corona. You had a red stripe, and it, yeah, it was great. And getting to talk to people or interact with you guys live with the comments coming in, uh, and the Skype calls coming in as well. It was great. It was great. It was like what we do now but live it was wonderful so yeah everybody thank you so much for taking time out and for those of you who went out to get fast food who went to get who went to go and get beers who put the kids to bed early and all that to come and join in honestly yeah, it, we really we really appreciate that so yeah thank you very much for that guys shout, it was a lot of fun shout out to johnny our man from arizona going out and getting an in and out burger <laughs> and a beerio setting up his laptop and joining us that way i mean that was pretty sweet that what was- about Double D, Darth Dildo? 5am Australian start. Mate, that's mad. That dude set his alarm clock for five in the morning to watch us talk about Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? I mean Legend. Yeah, I'm just thinking of 5am. It doesn't make sense to me. It's too early, Darth. We really appreciate it. If we could buy you a beer, we most certainly would. Maybe we will one day. We also got a, through the post, we've got uh, from Hasbro. Uh, they sent us some black black figures. Black Series figures to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Empire Strikes Back. Better get it right. Um, they sent that through. It was a it was a promotional product. It's a free gift from Hasbro. You must say that. But um, it's fantastic. It's 10 Kenner toys with a beautiful, beautiful presentation and some backdrops if you want to get them out of the package. But not sure we're going to do, be, do, be doing that. But that was pretty sweet because we obviously interviewed a guy, Patrick and Sam from Hasbro at MCM. And we've continued some, a kind of conversation 
with Hasbro since. So that was that was quite nice in time for May the 4th to have a little celebration with some toys. So we put a video up on Instagram and Twitter. We'll put some photographs up soon when a professional photographer, Master Bly, manages to get his hands on them. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like, like Luke's in the live stream. It's certainly one for the collectors, that is, to, uh, to feast their eyes on. Yeah, for sure, man. Look out for uh, more pictures and content of that stuff coming soon. Uh, we also had a cheeky Zavi drop didn't we zavi's website zavi are a uk uh online retailer i don't know if they're global actually i, uh, I, think, I think they are global yeah because they, they took over virgin megastores oh right okay so so zavi um yeah they they did a article all about star wars and the community on star wars and they released it on may the 4th i mean when else and um yeah there's a little bit on us on there which is really sweet and you know shout out to our boy joseph who did that interview with us that who absolute legend absolute legend and if you want to read that um it's on the savvy.com or follow the link on our instagram yeah it, it, that goes straight to the article the link on our instagram goes straight to the article so um yeah mate boom shakalaka Yep, so we've been, we've been on the radio, we've been on the written press, we've been live, so that was fantastic. So Joseph, Joseph Kime, thank you very much for that handsome scoundrel you are in any guy's cosplay or not. So thank you for that, that was sweet as well. And um, we also want to give a shout out, finally, to our latest and newest patron. He's only gone and done it. It's Harry Stevens, who's joined at the High Ground tier. So mate, thank you so much for supporting the show, for signing up, and I hope you enjoy the content that you're going to be sent and the content that we're going to be putting in your ears for you this month and the coming month. So, mate, Harry, thank you. Harry, Big Baza, legend. And now, mate, boy, I think it is that time. We've had a chit-chat. We've caught up on what we've eaten and all of that stuff. And I think now it's time to go around the galaxy and see what news is a guanin. Let's go. I can, I can hear the bong of Big Ben Kenobi. Big Ben <laughs> Yes, that has to be a Ben Kenobi. Are you ready for Big Ben Kenobi's chime? All right, (laughs) here we go. Let's go. Let's do it. StarWars.com has confirmed Taika Waititi will direct a theatrically released Star Wars film. Christy Wilson Carnes will assist with the screenplay. Leslie Headland has also been confirmed to be writing, executive producing, and showrunning a new Disney Plus Star Wars series. No details are currently available yet. Vader Immortal is now coming to PlayStation VR in summer 2020. Jedi Fallen Order has received new updates. A new arena mode, custom challenges and cosmetic choices have now been added to the game. Key details and art from Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has been revealed. The game is set for release later this year. Hello, this is Ahmed Best. I am Jar Jar Binks in the prequels of Star Wars. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, which is probably the UK's best Star Wars program.
Guys, it's been a long time coming. A long time coming. Tonight will be a night long remembered. <laughs> We're given our rankings, not just for the Skywalker saga, but for the 11 theatrically released live action Star Wars movies. We've been saying about this for for about, well, for at least the last year and a bit. We've been right, talking about these. generations. Exactly. They all live in us now. Uh, so we wanted to see The Rise of Skywalker again. We wanted to kind of let it marinate from December. It's been five months almost. We've seen it again since. Um, but we're not just going in. We're not going in naked here. We're not just going in saying, well, this is my favorite because I think it should be. We've got metrics and we follow the process, which is something that Master Blywalker has come up with. So, Blylo, before we, tri- before we jump in, do you want to um, explain how we're ranking <clears throat> these films? Yeah, so... We wanted to do kind of instead of me just like talking around a list and writing stuff down, which I have done, um, I wanted to put a bit of a spin on it. And I made a little spreadsheet, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what Luke Blywalker does. Um, and I called it, I, and, I, and I put little italics on it and everything. It's beautiful. And I called it my statistically favorite Star Wars films. And I, we, um, we based it on 10 categories and each category is worth 10 points for example there is a category on feeling pacing story humor nostalgia effects rewatchability importance cinematography originality and originality i should have finished on um <clears throat> and that comes to 100 points so a film could have up to 100 points um so for example if the effects would have some some of the best things you've ever seen ever it'd be a 10 if it was average or naff it'd be a one or a five so on and so forth you get the idea um because my boy i've never done this and and quite frankly i think it's kind of necessary with our uh volume of live action star wars films I think you're right, mate. I'm I'm a man who loves spreadsheets. I love data. I love organisation. And when Blylo Wren, Blyden Voss, Blyrector Krennic himself said about doing it this way, it was a no-brainer. I got I got the metrics via WhatsApp and immediately set up a spreadsheet. Unfortunately, I haven't got italics in mind, but I do have a lot of bold words, and I have got a lot of colour on there for the best and worst um, on my list. So in terms of the ranking, so I'm looking forward to doing this. I think it's the best way to do it because. Originally, we did it two years ago, and we did it based on, you know, it was just kind of like, we just ranked them, basically. We didn't have any anything other than, oh, I'm going to put this one here, that one there, that one there. But now we've had two years of extra experience, if you will, exposure. We've had two years longer with the films, The Rise of Skywalker. We've had five months, but we've seen it enough. I've seen that film more than I saw um, The Last Jedi, for example, but at this time of its release. not Again, that's not a... Uh, a clue to my rankings, but I've seen it enough now to, so it warrants its ranking. So yeah, mate, I think it's just, this was the best way to do it. And if you ask me if in a biased way, it's one of the only ways to do it because it's as unbiased as possible. Because effects, you know, they are what they are. You know, somebody might give, you might like shave one or two points off compared to yours. I might do, but there and again, you can't really argue those. And But it comes down to the nostalgia you have for it, the feeling you get when you watch it. They're the ones that are going to, that are going to take the day, I think. And, I think it's a it's a magnificent idea for you. So what I am going to do is I'm going to I'm going to open this. Oh, hey, oh! But unfortunately, do you know what I was. Hang on, mate. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> what have you got? Mate, I've got a red stripe again, ain't I? 
<laughs> what a naughty boy. I'm I've doing got, a proper got, Jamaican ting today, I've mate. I've got a brew dog, which I don't usually drink, but I don't mind. Mm. What don't mind one? Um, the blue one. What's it called? The classic. The IPA. Yeah, the classic one. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. And you naughty boy. You naughty bit too, boy. Bit too grapefruity for me, but I don't mind it. But we're not ranking our beers here. So we're going to alternate, aren't we, from 11 to 1. Luke's going to go first with his 11. Yeah. And I'm going to go. Uh, and we're going to go down from there. So uh, Lukey boy. Before we set off, I do just want to say um, I did both lists. So I've done this list. And before I sat down and really thought about it and did the stats, I just did a gut feeling list. And I'm going to straight up say they're different. They wow. are different. Um, wow. So I'm just going to go straight into it, mate. 11. Um, this was a film which its its biggest strength in my uh, category was nostalgia. It got an 8 out of 10 on nostalgia uh, it also scored really well on originality um but it didn't score so well on pacing humor and rewatchability people i hate sand it's coarse <laughs> and it gets everywhere it's attack of the clones for me mate comes in at 11 with 51 points out of 100 i think before from the get-go i want to say this as well i love all of these films in their own weird and wonderful way and attack of the clones has some magical moments you know my favorite moments anakin on the speeder and tatooine um killing the tuscan raiders you know that beautiful scene of death Um, the the jedi in the arena at the end it just it feels clunky and i always love the idea of watching Attack of the Clones. But when I put it on, I won't lie to you, I end up scrolling on my phone a lot. You know, I'll always be checking my messages, checking Instagram. And before I know it, like 15 minutes has gone by. And I, I know what's happening. It's just, yeah, yeah. So 51 points, Matty Boy, Attack of the Clones. That is my number 11 locked in. Okay, number 11 for me, it's a newer one. It's solo a Star Wars story. Oh. Came in with 69 out of 100. And I'm going to... Um, 69? Uh, 69, mate. I'm going to say the same as Blylo Ren. <laughs> it's a low score, mate. I'm going to yeah. give Blylo Ren uh, the, the same with Echo. I also, obviously... Of course, we enjoy all of these films, but... Hell, you've got to put them in some sort of list. Solo, for me, it ranked lowest on originality and uniqueness. I don't think there was an awful lot unique or original about it. Uh, the cinematography... It, it ranked the lowest of all of the films because Bradford Young was a wonderful cinematographer, but in this film, you have to squint to see it. The first time I saw it at the cinema, it was so dark. And there are some nice shots, but there, there, there aren't too many iconic shots in this. And importance as well. Like It, it, it marked down for importance mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, we could have done without this film, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, but then again, I've, I've given it rewatchability and humour. I've scored it fairly high on there. So Solo was a... Decent film, a very, very watchable film. Loved Alden in it, loved Donald, loved all of the characters, but it is literally one which I could, um, like you've just said, put on, enjoy it, but, you know, if if they hadn't released it, then it wouldn't have been a big deal. So, bottom of the pile for me is Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now, here's a quick question. I don't want to diverge too much from this, and maybe this is a good question for another time. Are you still behind Make Solo 2 Happen? 
I'm very much behind the idea of some of the storylines, like Maul. I want to find out what happens with Maul, but Crimson Dawn, or like, or like the the cartels, the crime cartels, and Kira, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. like you know, come 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 to me on Dathomir. I mean, what's going on with that? I'd love to see all that, and but in terms, of, I don't need to see more Han Solo and Lan, Lan, Lando, not because I don't want to, but you know, I, they, for me, they can cover that in a book, a comic, I'm fine with. But Kira and Maul. You know, I'd like to see that again, but um, Disney Plus, you never know. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I agree. I completely echo that. Completely echo that. Um, yeah, sorry for sidelining that a little bit. Should we move on, on to number 10 in our list? Let's do it. All right, mate. So number 10 in my list with a solid 56 points. One of its highest scores in my books is nostalgia oh my days the nostalgia for this film is it's high it's very high um it's very important the cinematography is very good and in places you know it's not perfect but it's very good and was revolutionary i have a feeling you know what i'm gonna say matty boy it is star wars episode one the phantom menace um i love the phantom menace my favorite thing about it i think is the nostalgia um because i rewatched it the other day mate um and actually it was one of the first films i watched on disney plus um all the way through um and i ah, mate i love the phantom menace it's it's good fun but man it's it is messy it is a messy film, and in my heart, this film is higher in the list now. Um, but then I watch it, and I'm like, man, I I would just change. I would change quite a big chunk of it. The humor is a three for me, and the pacing is also a three. Um, if those score, if both of those scores were just a little higher, this film would be a lot higher in in my ranking, um, which I think is fair. I think if you were to if you were to rejiggle that film a little bit and take out some of the humor or replace some of the humor, I think you've got a very very solid Star Wars film. Uh, so that's my reasoning on number ten, The Phantom Menace. Interesting. Thank you, Master Blywalker. Now over to me. My number ten is uh, it's also a prequel. You've just mentioned it. It's Attack of the Clones. Um, I can't really say too much different to what you said. I mean, I ranked it highest on importance because i mean look what's happened the clone wars start the clones are introduced firstly the clone wars begin um anakin starts his descent he has his uh, secret marriage to padme uh, there's probably so much other stuff i'm forgetting about you know, everything which i mean phantom menace obviously it, the, the seeds begin but this is when it starts to bloom in attack of the clone so it's extremely important uh, the effects I, I knocked it down on because some of the effects are quite frankly naff basically, in the Attack of the Clones. but um, I, f- I forgot to say, actually, in my ranking, the Attack, Attack of the Clones has the lowest score on effects because I found I found it the most jarring. Yeah, it's got the it's the lowest on effects for me as well. So Attack of the Clones, it, it, they're like exactly like you said, some great moments in it, like the cinematography of Anakin going on his speeder through Tatooine into that blazing orange sunset. It's brilliant. The moments... Like yeah, when he's slaughtering the Tuscan people, and you know when he finds his mother. I mean, that's an emotional moment in the Star Wars um, saga. Big moment that is. So there are some great moments. Yoda fighting Dooku. I saw the animator on Twitter today dropping that scene. 
just saying, you know, he was he animated that, and every single person in the comments was saying, when this happened in my theater, the theater erupted. That it went mad when Yoda forced pulled his lightsaber out and you know, green uh, lit the green and took on <laughs> Dooku. So um, yeah, yeah. Sack of the Clones. I enjoy it because it's a fun romp. I gave that one seventy four out of a hundred. Uh, wow. my, um, yeah, no, my, <laughs> my my scores are tight. Mine are you know they are tight. Um, they are man. hundred. Mine are. Um, I, I I can't help but feel it's like we got a currency situation going down. Like I I gave Phantom Menace. I gave <laughs> I gave my number ten fifty six out of a hundred. Go on. What I would say is if we had something to do with score, like soundtrack, Attack of the Clones may have gone up maybe two places, judging looking at my points, because I think the score for the Attack of the Clones is wonderful. However, oh, yeah, in the list of all 11 films, for me, it's number 10, mate. I think, you know what, that's a good point. We didn't include music, did we? We didn't, but I guess that comes that could come in with um, feeling as well. So Yes, but- yes, we'll go with that. Let me check feeling. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's your number 10, yeah? Yes, matey. Attack okay. of the Clones. Okay, mate. Nice. Nice choice. Okay, so my number nine. My number nine is... It, 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 it scores decent on effects. It scores well on pacing. Now, where it falls over is nostalgia. It's a four. Um, and by nostalgia, that could be anything. Like You could be nostalgic about your holiday from two months ago. Do you know what I mean? Because it was yeah, so man. special. Yeah. This doesn't score well on nostalgia. And I think it was because of its disgraceful marketing campaign, which is to this day, one of the biggest disgraces of Lucasfilm and Disney when it comes to the handling of the Star Wars IP and property. Um, and the other thing is importance. I scored it a two out of 10. Um, and I score it that low because because you you do not have to watch this film to know the whole Star Wars story. You don't. And I was saying that to people at work, getting ready to watch Rise of Skywalker. There were people waiting to watch Rise of Skywalker, like, oh, Luke, give me a list of films and stuff. And I was like, I literally added Solo One as, oh, and if you're still interested and you got time, Watch this. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's Solo. Um, <laughs> I gave it up when you mentioned marketing. Yeah, I know. Solo, 57 points out of 100. It is a point higher than The Phantom Menace. And, you know, I just think it's a well, it's a better made film, you know. And when we when you're breaking it down statistically, it it just edges out on Phantom Menace just, just by one point. Um, I think it's just a very well-made, well fun film. But that's that's kind of it. It's very entertaining and it's very re- rewatchable. It scores a seven for me on rewatchable. So there you go, mate. That is my number nine. Good shout, my friend. Well, as soon as you said mar- the marketing, I was like, I know exactly what this is. And I that's think our it. listeners would have done too. Yeah. My number nine. Are you ready for this? Mm. Ready for this? I think I know what it is. It ranked one of the lowest on nostalgia. Originality and uniqueness was down. The rest of the scores were pretty even pretty consistent with the same number it's uh, the total was 75 out of 100 i gave it a high um high score for humor though it's the rise of skywalker yeah yeah the so. rise of skywalker itself it comes in as my number nine above attack of the clones and solo 
So because I gave it consistent numbers, because for me it was you know pretty much a seven out of ten across the board. You know what I mean? I, I get a good feeling. It's it, the pacing is messy, but it gets better. The story is is fine. It's, you know, it's all right. The, the nostalgia. I think in terms of the film, they went too heavy on nostalgia and it didn't work. And when I I don't get a nostalgic feeling to watch it, and I know it's got nothing to do with the fact that it's five months old, and the cinematography as well. It, you know, it, the cinematography in the film, there were some good shots, but overall, it was very blue. The film was, itself was very blue. And I'm not a ma- always a massive fan of films which sort of skew one way to the colour palette. And there are other Star Wars films that have done that, but this was an extremely blue film. So The Rise of Skywalker, enjoyed it. It, it scored fairly highly on rewatchability. So, and I've always said that as a film I can see myself rewatching. And as soon as it came out on May the 4th, I put it on last night after the live stream. Because I knew I'd want to watch it, because I know what I'm going to get from it. Two hours of fun with some characters I love, uh, and seeing Ian McDermott back for for better or worse. I love Ian, but come on, perhaps. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot that went wrong with that film. This for me coulda, shoulda, must have been, you know, in the top three. This should have been that's like, a Skywalker saga, the ending. This should have been a top one, two, or three film for me, but. Alas, it wasn't. We've never hidden our true colours on the film. So the Rise of Skull for me drops in at number nine with 75. Oh, you naughty boy. You naughty boy. Do you know what? I get all of that. I, I wanted get, it to be higher, mate. I get all of that. And me too, mate. Me too. Um, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your number eight, Look, My number eight. My strong number eight, and I love this film. I love and adore this film. But once again, you do, you lay down the statistics and it just doesn't fare in all the categories like our other Star Wars films do. It is episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker for me. The pacing I found a little troublesome, a six. It's It's very, 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 very quick. I think it's too quick. It doesn't, it doesn't slow down and let us take in stuff. And even when it's, it, it, it just explains everything to me. And story, I gave it a five, five out of 10, because, mm-hmm. because I think it doesn't explain itself well enough. It doesn't. And just to be clear, I rank, I give the same rating on story uh, to Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Because it's not necessarily that it's a bad idea. The idea is there. Just tell me how it is. How it? How does it go down? How does it go down? It doesn't tell me that. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And therefore, this is also my lowest scoring film in the originality score. It gets a four out of 10 in originality. Um, because I think that it... it, it it doesn't quite pull off what it should. And a lot of these ideas feel like they are just borrowed and taken from other stuff. Hey, maybe it's just me, but even just an FYI, even if I were to up that originality score, this film doesn't overtake my next film. Um, I think it is a strong eighth place, uh, but it is rewatchable. Seven out of 10. The effects, eight out of 10. I really enjoyed the effects in this film. Nostalgia, six out of 10. I've mixed feelings about it and the whole experience. Humor, eight out of 10. Feeling, seven out of 10. Not bad. Um, and I echo everything you've just said. You've just spoken about Rise of Skywalker. I, I echo everything there. I will say this though. There are scenes in The Rise of Skywalker 
that are some of my favorite scenes in film. In film. That Ben Solo with his dad bit. And Adam Driver in general. Oh, my days. We are so fortunate to have Kylo Ren and Adam Driver as part of this Star Wars family. Honestly, we are, we are gifted with that man. So, yeah, and, and Ray, that, that the, 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 um, the camaraderie between the characters is fun, and I love it. So that is my number eight, Rise of Skywalker, Matty Boy. Could have been, should have been at the top for all of us, but for, for you guys listening... This could be your number one. And at the end, we want to ask you what yours are as well. So number eight for Luke with the Rise of Skywalker. Number eight for me, scoring in 76 points out of 100, but crashing in with a 10 out of 10 for nostalgia for me. It's Phantom Menace. Phantom nice. Menace. And I, it, we, we actually asked this the other day. Uh, Jimmy Adams on our live stream, old guy Jedi with sporting a hunky beard. He basically asked what our favourite memories of Star Wars were. As I keep saying, as I've said many times recently, going to see the Phantom Menace, man. I remember it so well going to see The Phantom Menace on what we did beforehand and what that going into the cinema in Guildford to watch it coming out uh, and also what I was feeling during it and sort of watching the Jewel of the Fates um, battle. I was like, this is amazing. And, you know, whatever you think about the film, which we will have our thoughts. I mean, nostalgia-wise, The Phantom Menace wins the the day for me out of all of the films because it's my first real cinematic experience of a Star Wars film. I'd seen the other ones before, the the original trilogy and the special edition OT. But this month, this one means a lot, man, going um, going back in time to think about it. But other than that, I, I knocked it down for originality. Uh, I got a good feeling when I watched it, but then across the board, again, it, it's across the board is average. Pacing, story, humour, effects, rewatchability, cinematography, all get the same, all get the same average bog, bog standard score because there's not an awful lot else in it for me I thought you know there's some great moments but like I say the cinematography doesn't stand out it's rewatchable enough I mean the effects are for their time pretty good watching them now some of them stand out like the the droid versus the Gungan army looks like it was shot on the Windows 95 background the humour is alright and the pacing is just fine do you know what I mean it's just a fine film what knocks it above the rest is it got absolutely thwacked up because of that nostalgia otherwise this score is is one more than the Rise of Skywalker, and it's because that nostalgia jump bumped it up. So, um, for me, my number eight is the is the Phantom Menace. I got a lot of fond memories of that film, and I got no shame in saying it. Hi, I'm Ken Absock, author of Why We Love Star Wars, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Mate. Great choice. Phantom Menace, man. And we did an episode a few shows ago, a few months ago, probably now, um, about the Phantom Menace build-up. And it, that was special because even as a little nipper, I remember all of that. Um, it was a big deal around the whole globe. Um, and that was half the fun. That was half yeah. the fun. Um, <laughs> but there we go, mate. So that was your number um, eight. Number eight. So you've eaten the cookie. What's number seven? Yeah. <laughs> he knows me so good <laughs> so good <laughs> um yes okay so my next one i think this film uh scores very 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 high on my nostalgia scale it gets a nine out of ten and other than that it, it does um it has some very strong scores elsewhere important 
nine out of ten. Um, you, it's unique, seven out of ten. The story, eight out of ten. It's just the other bits aren't bad. It's just not as high as it could have been. The effects, for example, I give a five out of ten because they are real ropey. They are real ropey in places. And actually, I think it's one of the, you know, I think it's one of the worst looking Star Wars films, which is a shame because this is where my list starts to get very, very tight. There are points between the next few. Um, it's Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Um, a nine out of ten for nostalgia. And it gets that because... You know, I was pri- I was I was prime age for Revenge of the Sith. Um, you know, I was in primary school still, and this film was everything that I wanted. You know, I was at an age where I kind of had a bit more of an understanding of the greater Star Wars universe. I got all the stuff. I got the toys. I was into the action figures. The lot. I really, really look back at this film with so many fun memories, and I find it very rewatchable. I think it's solid. I, th- I think it's heartbreaking, and awesome and i love hayden christensen in this i think hayden christensen is great in this i think ewan mcgregor's great in this it's it's an awesome film star wars revenge the sith is is my next one mate solid choice and i like what you say that this is where it all starts to get a little bit congested at the top now because it's the same here mine are all now separated by what the my, my my top seven are separated by about eight points do you know what I mean? It's very, very, it's like almost like one point between mm. them now. It's uh, a Revenge of the Sith is a good shout when it did come out just at the right time for you. So um, it's good to see the prequels getting some more love. My number seven, <gasps> scoring 78 out of 100, scoring extremely high in importance. It got full whack, 10 out of 10. A few of mine did for that mind, but 10 out of 10 for importance. But six out of 10 for pacing, nine out of 10 for nostalgia. I'm going back to where it all began with a new hope. Is my number seven with seventy-eight? What? A new hope. Um, again, I've got. To, I'm going by uh, my metrics here. And this is where it lands. I, I get a good feeling. Right. Good feeling about I, this. Mate, I unmuted my mic. I've got cookie in my mouth. <laughs> I, 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 I can feel the flex coming through the microphone. Well, you 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 save your uh, vitriol for once we finished our rankings, mate. Because this is a good thing. Once we finish, we can have a little go over. I, I can I can talk more about yours. That's so, it. Um, that's it. Fair play, mate. Fair play. In terms of it, yeah, so it's, again, everything's literally surrounded by one point now. So it got knocked up on importance, but the pacing of the film is what knocked it down for me. It, this is what stopped this film being almost a top five film for me. It's the pacing. And, it, you know, it's not just the, oh, um, the droids on Tatooine part. I mean, that is a slow start to the film. I just think that it's, it, it's, it's mainly a problem of its time. It, you know, it's from the 70s, so it isn't Crash Bang 1. I mean, I don't want that in a film. I don't need that in a Star Wars film, but there is a very languid pace to it. Uh, and I have, there are other issues with it. Like we mentioned, actually, when we did our show from the Caravan of Courage with uh, Matt Paverly, Paverly on Madola, and Jack, shout out to those two. We kind of pulled up a few more of the issues we had with it there. So, uh, but New Hope, I, I, you know, it's, I still look back on it very fondly. I've got a heavy nostalgia for this film, watching it as a kid. It's where the whole story began. It's got some great shots in it. Obviously, the Luke and the binary sunset scene. All of the classic X-Wing shots with the pilots in their cockpit all started here. At the time, it's very original and unique. Now, you look back at it differently, but it's got good humour. I like the story, and the story is something we've seen before. You know, like the rags to riches story almost. Um, So it was a film which, for me, is very special. But when I'm stacking up now to the other films, 
they've got these other films have now got just set something more to them. Yeah. Uh, so a new hope for me is my number seven, but not by much. May you naughty boy. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. We're going, we're going there, man. Good choice. I like it. I like it. Okay, you want to know my number six? six. Yes, my number six. This film is very special in many, many, many ways. And um, I think this is the film that goes up and down in my list almost the most. Um, because on some days and some hours even, and maybe minutes, you know, I have a love and hate relationship with bits of this film. But it is very, very special. And there is no two ways about this. Uh, it is original, very original. It gets a 9 out of 10 for that. The cinematography is gorgeous. It gets an 8 out of 10. The effects are great. The pacing is brilliant. The feeling is great. The humour is a 4. <laughs> <laughs> the nostalgia <laughs> is a 6. I have mixed feelings about this. Of a strong 69 out of a hundred, it is everybody's marmite. They either love it or they hate it, or maybe you're a weirdo in between. It's Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Bum bum bum. There we go. We've, it's out there now. We've said those three words. The Last Jedi, man. It's middle of the road. It, literally, this is bang in the middle of the other five and five films. Um, yeah. I think The Last Jedi has grown on me. Um, and I think it is one of the best Star Wars films in some areas. If the humour was better, if the humour was better, mate, let's say if it was, I don't know, let's say, let's say they smashed it out of the park and it was Rise of Skywalker funny, yeah? And the Rise of Skywalker humour I really enjoyed. Let's say if it was an eight, Boom. Oh, actually, it doesn't change. Okay. All right, I'll take that back. <laughs> Shut up, Luke. No, I, it, it's, it's a solid film, and I love it. There are moments in this that I think are the best Star Wars we've had since the original trilogy, and I love Ryan's mindset. I just think, I just think, in some places, the film didn't quite handle its, dare I say, execution. <laughs> The red stripe. Delicious. Like they both went. Mm. Just to accentuate that we were drinking. So Delish. our fans don't think we're frauds. Um, yeah, The Last Jedi, mate, is, is a number six for me. And I think that is a fair place to put it. Um, because I, I do love this film. There are just moments in it, and there are certain, certain decisions in it that I do think you know, end up falling apart a little bit and without trying to, cause I'm trying to look at this statistically. And when you look at it individually, it's a magical film. Um, but I can't help but feel did the last Jedi set up a very hard ninth installment for someone to do, you know, did it not answer anything with the Knights of Ren? It, you know, was killing off Snoke the wisest thing to do? You know, we don't know. Um, and it's very hard to say because we're not writers, we're not directors, um, we're just here and we love the stuff. But what I can say is that the decisions were original, they, they added shock value, and they put um, Star Wars in a direction that was very smart, it was very brave, very original, and loads of meaning. 
loads of meaning where i had mixed feelings before now i can watch scenes of the last jedi and i get emotion over them because they're so powerful so meaningful and so special so i think a well-earned sixth place for the last jedi mate no interesting mate great 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 points there to back up your discussion and the last jedi for most for some maybe top maybe bottom is so interesting that film is my number six is return of the jedi coming in at with 79 out of 100 it just pips a new hope mainly because the pacing of return of the jedi i think is i think is a little bit better even though it still has its slower moments which again usually involve tatooine so everything on tatooine seems to be really slow but it got bumped up an extra level for um, the the rewatchability. I've always said Return of the Jedi for me is it used to be my not my least favorite, but the one I used to you know look back on with least fondness. Not because I didn't like it, but compared to A New Hope and Empire. But I've re- I've recently found out though again with our metrics, it's to what is one it's the one I rewatched the most. I think I think it's the one out of the original trilogy because mainly because of the last half. The last half mm. is just like great action. Yes, you get the the murder bears, but it's like that. And the end, it's just the ending, like the throne room scene with, with the duel between Vader and Luke in front of Papa Palps, who we know has got a Sith wayfinder in the room next to him. He's just going to go there a couple of years later, and he, in, then he gets thrown down. Then the end of Palpatine, apparently, um, and then the party on Endor. It's such a, and it's a great vibe, and doesn't like the victory celebration. That I just find it very rewatchable. I think, and actually, as a as, as an end to a trilogy. It's a fantastic end to a trilogy. Fantastic end, the way it wraps everything up, um, which is to be, I mean, Revenge of the Sith ended the prequels well. Rise of Skywalker left a lot to be desired. But Return of the Jedi, mate, scored pretty high in humour for me. It scored a pretty high in um, nostalgia. I thought the effects were pretty good for its time as well. And the cinematography was decent as well. So Return of the Jedi, you know, I've got, um, I look back on this and I, with, with a lot of fondness, it's gone up the list uh, for me, mainly again because of things like Disney Plus, being able to just, you know, at, at a whim, what should I watch? You know, I feel like watching Return of the Jedi today. I should have like chucking that on. Uh, I like that. And again, you get it's Luke Skywalker igniting the green. You know, we get Luke is like finally he's a Jedi Knight. He's not the whiny kid he was before. He's had his arc. Han Solo, Harrison may not have wanted to be there, but he was. I like him in this film. Him and Leia are great. And there's a space battle as well at the end, man. I think it's got so much going for it that they, the positives outweigh the small negatives I have with the film. So that's why it tops A New Hope, but only by one point with 79. So Return of the Jedi is my number six. Nice, nice choice and, and very good reasoning. So we got Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi at number six for the Sessionars. Um, so on to number five, mate, for me. Um, this film scores brilliantly in most places. Um, for importance, it is the highest scoring one. It gets a 10 out of 10 for importance and for originality, it also gets a 10. And for me, it, it's, that's the only score you can give it. And that's for me anyway. Um, it is the original Star Wars. A New Hope, episode four, is a strong number fifth for me. Uh, kind of echoing what you've said there, matey, the pacing. It's a number five for me. Now, I I love the start of that film. The first third of that film, I think, is enchanting. After that, it gets a bit blurry for me. Um, and there are moments where it 
feels like it ends. And then, no, you, you've got about another third of the film to go. Um, that's my issue. Um, and because of that, and I don't know what it is, the rewatchability then almost plagues it. Because once I've seen it, and I do see it, I do see it a lot. And don't get me wrong, I love this film. But I feel like once I've seen it, I'm like, oh, I'm good for a few months. You know, I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's lowest for me on rewatchability of the OT. Yeah, it's... um. Is it for me? Yeah, it's, it is for, for for me too. Um, yeah, it doesn't sky it. Do, it doesn't score loads on rewatchability. Um, but there we go. So a new hope, Star Wars, the OG. It gets a lovely seventy four points out of a hundred. Um, now, Matty boy, this is where it starts to get very, very tight um, in my rankings. Um, there are points points in the next in fact there are only there's only six points in the next lot so it's tight this is this is the business end now we're coming to the champion league spots but before we get to that we're two play we're two away from our top three but firstly my number five it is a film that luke Bly has already mentioned it is a film that some of you like and it is a film that a lot of you seem to really hate as well it's the last jedi for me it came in with 80 out of 100 it scored very it scored very high on cinematography and effects i think the cinematography in the last jedi is you know it oh man it is something else i think the cinematography there's so many beautiful shots and our last show uh, big brother sean he asked if the holdo maneuver was the most uh, beautiful part of cinematography uh, we gave our own ideas but a lot of mine came from the last jedi so it looks superb i think the effects are great uh, Lois on humour, of course, you know, to tell him he's got an urgent message for his mother. I think he's talking with <laughs> you. Lois for humour for me. And like you, it's grown on me. When I came out of the cinema, unlike The Rise of Skywalker, where I came out thinking, I'm not entirely sure I actually liked that. The Last Jedi, I came out thinking, kind of, it's kind of like, I'm pretty sure I like that. But, whereas, we, so I got more of a definitive feeling with The Rise of Skywalker that I wasn't so keen on it. The Last Jedi, I knew I liked it, but it was just how much did I like it? Because, it, to use that phrase, subverted expectations because of things you've mentioned. Snoke, Bosch, half price, gone. Things like that. Um, where we went with Ray at, at the time, you know, Ray was a nobody. We just went there. Um, Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker, spoiler, becoming one with the Force at the end. Took a lot of risks. The Canto bite stuff in the middle, which I know gets a lot of um, people. People don't like that. And I've mentioned it's my... Uh, worst part of the film at times but then nobody really says why they just seem to not like that part so. yeah but i've grown yeah. to quite enjoy that part now well, i'm not that tico bothered about it. that bit no it's got rose tico 10 out of 10 bumps up the list if i had a rose tico score it would be very high but the last year i think the last year is a magnificent film and it's got a great score i think it looks great i think it, it it focused more on the force the mythology of the force you know those scenes of luke and ray it felt mystical it felt like everything we we had as a kid uh, and more like when the Yoda and Luke scene was just, I mean, come on, we are what they grow behind. Come on. And mm. to your point, which I think, I think actually had a great setup for episode nine. The main villain's gone. We have a conflicted bad guy. We have Ray's gone. Ray is now her own person. We think Luke's gone, you know, but we've got cut. We've got Hux is in the background. Now he's waiting to take control as soon as Kylo slips up. But instead um, we didn't get that. I think in the hands of a, better more accomplished director who maybe had more more courage 
I think episode nine could have been magnificent because I think the last year I did actually give it a pretty decent setup. So for me, though, it is just about middle of the pile, just just above middle of the pile at number five for me. So The Last Jedi very much enjoyed that film. So um, our last our last film, mate, before top three, what is your number four? My number four, it hits me in the feels, Matty boy. It hits me in the humour. It hits me in the nostalgia. Um, it's quite original. And I think some of my earliest memories of Star Wars are this film. I am convinced of it. And it, it's it's Return of the Jedi. <laughs> it is episode six. Um, this film makes me feel happy. It makes me feel optimistic. It makes me... I love the characters. I love the development. I love the music. I, I really love the Ewoks. I, I was shocked. I was shocked the first time as a human finding out that people didn't like Ewoks. I just didn't get it. I was like, but I was like, but they're part of the film. Do you know what I mean? I like, it didn't compute that you mm-hmm. could love the film, but not like these things, but like, I just didn't, I didn't read that. And that's especially when I was younger. And it's funny, isn't it? Wonderful. The mild, the, um, the mild of a flipping child, <laughs> but that, I, um, no, the mind it. of a child is, you know, truly wonderful the mind of a child is which is true you know um yeah return of the jedi is a strong number four mate for me um and i don't think there's particularly much wrong with it apart from it does it does drop a few points not loads but a few points from the cinematography point of view it's 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 very good it's very good um but it is one of the lowest ranking from my perspective for example phantom menace scores better um you know, it, actually, most of the films before that I've mentioned before score better on the cinematography side of things. Um, but there we go. I still fall in love with this film. And when I think of Star Wars, I can't help but think of so many scenes from that episode six. It gets a very, very respectable 75 out of 100, only one point ahead of the original Star Wars. Funny how I had it one point ahead of the original Star Wars as well. So that's a nice little coincidence. And I know how much reverence you have for that film. Much you love that film and uh, when you say the memories of it from a child. And that's exactly why we have these these rankings, because that is important. That is important. Good shout for your number four. Uh, and now my number four, before we get into the top three, my number four, it came in with 83 out of 100. It got a 10 out of 10 for importance to the saga. I think it's extremely important to the saga. It's a film I've just mentioned. It's Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Revenge of the Sith comes in at number four for me. Extremely important to the saga. It's the birth of Vader. It's the end of the Republic. It's the beginning of the Galactic Empire. The Jedi Purge, or the 66, has happened. Yoda, Kenobes, all gone into hiding. Padme, gone. Lost to all to live. Luke, Leia, born. Everything, you know, it's everything is there. It's the film I watch the most. It's got, for me, the Star Wars film, probably. It may be one other. But I, I remember I said to Blade Ren as soon as I got Disney Plus, first day, Revenge of the Sith on, because it's just it, it just bounds along, pace thunders along. There's so much happening in it that you know every every ten minutes there's something new happening. But it but I but I love it for that reason. I get a good feeling watching it again because I was more than old enough. I think I was what eighteen maybe when it or was I twenty? I think twenty nineteen or twenty nineteen when this came out, I believe. 
So more again, more than I remember watching all that sixty six unfold. I was like, wow, the Jedi Knights, you know, the the Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Galaxy are just getting swatted like fools in this. I think it's well paced. I think the story's good. The humour's alright. I think the humour's good. It's not bad. It's a 7 out of 10. Like you, I think Hayden and Ewan were very good. I think everyone was very good in it. The cinematography was fine. I gave that a 7. But yeah, it scored high for me on the feeling nice. I get, the rewatchability, and the importance. So 83 out of 100. Number 4, just missing out on a podium place, is Revenge of the Sith. If if there was a category for most memeable Star Wars film, I think this would be the best one. You're not wrong there, mate. I think so. I think we should do a prequel meme episode one day, just so we can have a laugh for an hour. But um, He said it, people. It. We're doing it. That's my number four. Have you heard that new Star Wars session? Yeah, it's so good. It's the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars Sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. But there's a remix now for you to hear. This is madness. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Best podcast. It's the best. This is the best. Yes, the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. Best. It's the best podcast. Yeah, this is the best podcast. This is madness. Best podcast. It might be with Matt and Luke. So spicy. There's no better host that you can get. So follow and subscribe if he's not. Yeah, not yet, not yet. So follow and subscribe if you've not yet. Yeah, so um, we played that bad boy remix courtesy of none other than the Dandelorian and big boy Baza on the side project there. Um, Baza. We, had, we had to play, mate, we had to play that spice because these next three films are so spicy. They're so spicy. Um Ooh. I'm a little surprised by this. I'm surprised I'm not surprised, you know, because these films are, they're, they're, they're just very, very good. They're very good films. Um, none of them are perfect people, but oh my days. And bear in mind, this is, my next spot is one point, one point above Return of the Jedi, which was in my fourth spot. Okay, one point. And it scores good across the board. It scores very good across the board. Um, its strengths, its its highest score are effects. I gave it a 10 out of 10 for effects because I think this film is, it's revolutionary. I think it is, I, th- I think it's, it's a game changer, people. It is an absolute game changer and it gets stronger and stronger. I can rewatch it a lot. I can I can, the story's great. It's original. It filled in a lot of the gaps. I think you know what I might be talking about, Matty Boy. I think I do, mate. It is the first spin off film we ever got. 
2016's Rogue One, a Star Wars story, takes the bronze. That's third place for me with a very impressive, very impressive and well-earned 76 points out of 100. Rogue One, it knocked it out of the park. And the funny thing is, I score it low for nostalgia because I am not super nostalgic over this film, despite the fact I went to Star Wars Celebration and I saw all the stuff about that, right? Mm. Despite lots of things. I went into this film not really sure on what we were going to get. I learnt of the production issues of the film. I learnt it wasn't going to have a crawl. It got me a little worried. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. But I, I, I was faithful. You know, I was like, look, we're going to go have a good time. And all my days, after seeing Rogue One, I came out of the cinema. I couldn't believe what I saw. I couldn't believe how great it was. It was very, very special. And one of the most rounded Star Wars experiences I've ever had in my life. Rogue One, you absolute beauty. Good shout. That is high in your list. I expected it to be lower, but... More on that later, but very well said, though, mate. And you were there at Celebration to heckle Riz Ahmed, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, mate. Yes. Got a <laughs> cheeky shout-out from Riz Ahmed. Not directly. I was referred to as uh, one guy in the audience. But, um, yeah, loved that one. Sweet. It was out there on YouTube. Night number three, taking the bronze medal spot. This gave came in at 86 out of 100. You got top scores for feeling I mean, a feeling I get when I watch it, it takes me somewhere. And extremely high on nostalgia as well. It's a film where, when people ask again, some of our favourite memories of Star Wars, this is one of them. I know it is. And it's a Force Awakens. Yeah. 86, because that build-up, the film was announced. It's, you know, people get excited. The months pass, the years pass. We're getting close, we're a year out. That first teaser kind of drops and people lose their minds. The fever, the hype is fever pitch. The forums, especially the one we met on, the speculation is it's it's pure. You know, people are excited because we've got nothing to base it on other than it's set thirty years after Jedi. The old guys are coming back. We've got new 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 uh, cast members as well. Other than that, you know, it's like an open ground for for speculation. They've got some wonderful, wonderful speculation. I remember reading it, thinking some of these are great, some of these are horrendous, uh, but it was it was fun. It was joyful when it was that it was that massive. Massive build-up. It was almost comparative to The Phantom Menace. I don't think anything will ever beat The Phantom Menace in terms of just, like, hype, just because of it was a different time back then in terms of how people were digesting it. But, mate, The Phantom Menace, the build-up to it was something else. The trailers were magnificent. And then sitting in the uh, Odeon in Chelmsford as the lights went down, you know, the Lucasfilm logo comes up. It was just incredible. And the film... The film itself is a ride and a half. I think it's got great pacing. It's got wonderful effects. It's very rewatchable. It's important to the saga as well. It's, it's kick-starting the new trilogy and starting to bookend the the events of the uh, OT, the characters as well, and some of the events. Mate, I think it's... I, I gave it high on humour. The I gave it... not The lowest score I gave was uh, originality and uniqueness, not just because people harp on it for being, oh, no, I whip off, because it isn't. But I just think, you know, when, when you compare it to some of the other films we're speaking about, certainly maybe the ones I'm going to speak about in the next two films, they've got a little bit more going forward. But The Force Awakens, mate, number three for me, uh, you know, kicking off a sequel trilogy, you couldn't have asked for a better film to kick off the new era of Star Wars. People dug it. 
even if they didn't love it, people really liked the fact that Star Wars was back. This will begin to make things right. JJ was a saviour. Mate, The Force Awakens, there's not an awful lot wrong with that film. And again, tell that to Kanja Club. There's so many quotable lines in that. And um, Force Awakens is a very special film for me and it earns its bronze medal, mate. Mate, I think you are a little naughty boy. Um, because let's well, go that. let's go straight into number two. Let's go straight into number two, people. Um, for me, 78 points out of 100. This film um, has the most 10s in it, in my opinion. The nostalgia is a 10. The effects are a 10. Um, the feeling is a 9. The humor is a 9. Funnily enough, I put the... Uh, contrary to yourself, mate, <clears throat> you've already mentioned this film. Um, I put the importance as a five and I put the originality as a five. Um, I agree with you. Um, the force awakens is not a rip off of a new hope. It does borrow elements of that. And it is intentional that it takes elements from the original trilogy it has a lot of new stuff too, but even Phantom from Menace the pers- did the same thing. Absolutely. Phantom Menace did do the same thing. And it it uses a lot of familiar things, even from Jakku. Jakku is intentionally like Tatooine. It intentionally has um, moisture evaporator things on them, right? It it is intentionally meant to look Lucasian, look Star Wars-y. Yeah, it has all of that. But the feeling this film gave me, the build-up to it, Opening night, opening weekend, Matt. Mate. The moments I had in this film are some of the most special moments I've ever had in cinema, ever. And if anyone's going to ask me what was my favourite cinema experience ever in my life, I'd say Force Awakens. And I th- I'm pretty sure it was 18th of December 2015. 18th of December, that's when I went and saw it. And that just sticks in my head because this film came at the right time for me. It was after, you know, a very hard year in my life and it brought promise with it because my my hard years weren't done. My hard years weren't done. And the sequel trilogy, but particularly The Force Awakens, carried me through that. And so it has to score high on nostalgia, feeling. On top of that, the pacing is outstanding. The pacing on this film is is on a different level. It's quite a long film. It don't feel it. It does not feel it. The effects, the effects in this film, the care that has been taken on the effects in this film is, you know, in, in many ways flawless. In many, many ways flawless. It's incredibly rewatchable. The cinematography is there. It's great. It's a 78 out of 100, and I'm proud to say it. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens, is my silver number two. Well earned. Well earned. Where do, where do, we, where do we go from there, mate? Well said. It was one of my most favourite experiences of all time in the cinema. I absolutely agree with you, mate, on that. So for me, for my number two, taking the silver medal, it scored highly on pretty much everything feeling, pacing, story nostalgia, originality and uniqueness, the importance, high, 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 near-perfect scores, 87 out of 100 I gave this film. And it's the first Star Wars film. It's the first Star Wars film to divide fans. The Empire Strikes Back. Oh! 
<laughs> he did. Yeah, I got him. I got him. See, Empire Strikes Back, one point ahead of The Force Awakens. It. What I mean, what what do you need to say about the Empire Strikes Back that hasn't been said? Coming off a New Hope, great. The good guys have won. Actually, no, they haven't. The Empire's got bigger, stronger, and guess what? We got walkers. Whilst you've got what you got, men in furry coats trying to shoot them down on Hoth. No, nope. I love so the open the opening scene on Hoth to best pin and best pin and meet and Lando to to the uh, to the duel in Cloud City to Dagobah, of course, meeting Yoda. We the more the characters we get to meet in this left an indelible mark on the saga. Obviously, Han, Leia, and Luke from the original film, and obviously Vader as well. This one we're adding Lando, we're adding Yoda, more and more characters getting added. The mythology, the Force gets a meaning. The Force doesn't. It's not about midichlorians. It's something that binds us. There's that mystical feeling to it. And this is a film I saw as a child, and I was just like, wow. I mean, this is the first one I remember seeing. It's on on downstairs on my dad, my dad's TV. A little green guy was talking to a bloke in like a sleeveless a sleeveless t-shirt thing vest. I was like, what, what's all this about? What's Kermit the Frog doing? And I was watching, I was like, wow. <laughs> and the music, man, like John Williams' score accentuates just the whole scene of Dagobah. I mean, shout out to John Williams for everything he's done in the Skywalker saga films. But The Empire Strikes Back, man, it's extreme. For me, it's very rewatchable. It's got some great cinematography. High nostalgia because of what, what I've just mentioned. I think it's got a great story. I know people always refer to this film as now held up as... Is it as good as Empire? Not just in Star Wars films, but even for like sequels. This is a sequel that surpasses the original and more. And it sets us up for the fact that the good guys win the first, the bad guys win the second. Luke, I am your father was the biggest, probably still one of the biggest twists in cinema history. I mean, to, to be a, to be in the cinema when that happened back in 1980 would have been incredible. So the characters got an arc. The the audience started to go on a journey with this story, which is supposed to, supposed to be some weird Space opera with robots. Empire Strikes Back took that, turned it on its head, and made it into something bigger. So the Empire Strikes Back is widely lauded as most people's favourite. Second place for me of eighty-seven points, uh, and like you say, very proud for it to stand up there with a silver medal around its neck, mate. Mate, great choice, great choice. And I think the themes you just spoke about obviously lead into my gold, my number one. The reliable, the old trusty, the world-changing Empire Strikes Back is my number one, which I was surprised about. I was surprised because, Matty Boy, this film doesn't have any 10s in it. Yeah, I've awarded 10s to other films in this list. This does not. This film is more well-rounded. It's consistent in every single category. Feeling, great. Pacing, great. Story, great. Very great. It gets a nine for story. The humor, seven. It's great. It has some good moments, but it's not really a funny film. It's just, it is what it is. It's a bit of a serious one. You know, it takes you for a ride. The nostalgia, I give as a seven. Because again, I've I've come to appreciate this as I've got older. The Mm. effects... I give a nine. And the reason I give it a nine is because there are scenes in The Empire Strikes Back. This film was made in the 70s, people, and released in 1980. And there are scenes in The Empire Strikes Back that look better than most MCU films. Hands down. Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back looks better than Thanos in any, any Marvel film. It it is super. Superb. 
the the rewatchability it's up there it's not as rewatchable as other films you know i gave it a seven out of ten it's quite deep has a lot of emotion about it the importance eight out of ten the cinematography nine out of ten this film is gorgeous this film sets the bar for cinematography there are people in universities and colleges and the states and around the world that study this film they literally sit there and study it because of how good it is from a cinematographer's point of view originality it's great of course it's original it turned the world on its head you know this film earns its solid 80 out of 100 in my rankings because this film is so special and consistent consistent has action has spirituality has meaning has humor has has everything everything the empire strikes back forevs well i've got the kleenex i'm dabbing my eyes now mate well said well said i'm surprised i'll get into this in a minute i'm surprised it's your number one as well but everything you've just said is it's correct again. That's this is why it's so high for a minute. It only gets topped by one point. It's, it could have, this could have been my number one. It was my number one the last time we did our rankings two years ago. So everything you've just said, I completely agree with. My number one it, coming in with eighty eight points, and and you know this one is a uh, ironic. It's not part <laughs> of the Skywalker saga. It's the first Star Wars standalone film, one of only two. It's Rogue One took the number one spot. The reason being, I can rewatch this film. Over and over again, and I absolutely love this film. I get a great feeling from this. I think the pacing, people say the pacing's awry. Get out of it. Pacing's fantastic. You get, it, it, we get a setup in the first half of the film, and it explodes in the second half. The story, great. You know, they got st- stealing the Death Star plans, putting together this crew. You know, um, big shot gangster putting together a crew. Leave that at the door. This is how you put together a crew. Uh, the humour, I really like the humour in this. I didn't, for a film which is. You know, is somber at times, fairly depressing. Boots on the ground war film. When there is humour, it works. K two is the best droid there is. Um, the the Guardians of the Wills, Bays and Shira have some good humour together. The nostalgia again. I, I ranked it highly. The effect, the effects in this are magnificent. All of the Disney era or uh, Star Wars films, the effects are fantastic. I think fantastic rewatchability. High, high, high ten for me because ironically rewatches. Almost as much as any. Revenge of the Sith is just up there as well. Uh, cinematography, very good. And I think it was an original film. It's a film we hadn't seen before. It was, um, as I say, it was putting together a crew, but then it became a war film. It was the good guys going into a suicide mission against the bad guys, basically. And the last half, the last third, is the best Star Wars there ever has been. For me, it's the, the, the space battle above Scarif is incredible to look at. It's tense. The, the ground battle, the beach battle is amazing. The way it's shot, the way it's edited, the espionage with Jin, Cassian and K2 in the, in the Citadel, in the, sorry, in the communications tower. All three of those working, the way Gareth Edwards and Tony Gilroy worked to edit those and merge those together into like one continuous shot almost is, is breathtaking. The music's amazing. Of course, the Vader scene at the end. I mean, even if you take that out, though, it's still great. But that, that is just, to me, the cherry on top of a 27th bacon cake. <laughs> Talk about the great cinema moments. I've said the story so many times, but the old guy next to me, in his 70s, man, when that when you could hear the door going up, the breathing, that lightsaber, this guy 
down because he nearly he nearly knocked his wife out. He threw his arms in the air and he was all like he was having it, man. It was incredible to watch. And everybody in the cinema was as well. People came out talking about that scene. And for me, it was a perfect way to end off a damn fine Star Wars film. And the reason I love it again, it's the unknown soldier. It felt real as well. I mean, he, obviously you've got the you've got the force at play and you've got droids and you've got aliens, but it in, in its essence, it was a war film. It was people on the ground with guns going against other people with guns to try and steal something, which, you know, one not an advocate for war, but in the Star Wars film, it gave us the war and more. The ending I thought was heart, you know, heartfelt, the, you know, the very ending, it's the sacrifice and people say about the characters, but again, it's that unknown soldier quality. It was the, the unheralded heroes who, who have gone on to do this thing for the greater good. And look where it's in the saga, look what their actions gave us, you know, everything. Do you think anyone's listening? Yes, they were. So Rogue One for me has pretty much got, pretty much got everything. I'm, and I'm really looking forward to the Cassian show. I know it's getting a bit of flack, but to see where all of this started and to revisit some of these characters in this timeline. So for me, 88 out of 100, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is my number one Star Wars film of them all. So um, what do you think about that then, mate? All of those mate. films put in, how you think you're feeling about your list? Anything for mine you were a bit like, oh. Well, what's, what's crazy is um, for me, you know, and I, I kind of, I kind of like my heart kind of says, Empire and Jedi are still my favorite, you know, but after doing this, you know, I, I do think, I, you know, this actually might be a better representation of how I truly feel um, because, yeah, Force Awakens is brilliant and that is the biggest climber here, you know, and it was always, I always saw it as my solid third favorite, you know, I always placed it above A New Hope, um, but it was hard to crack that original trilogy. Now we have two films from the Disney era beating out the majority, the majority of the uh, original trilogy in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the same with yourself. In fact, you've got a bit more of a diverse mix. Your top four, all trilogies are represented. And well, actually, every type of Star Wars film is represented. So you've got an anthology, you've got a prequel, original, and a sequel. You know, that's brilliant. Um, I'm not really surprised of anything else. You know, the elephant in the room is the rise of Skywalker. And we've both kind of listed it, I think, in a similar place. I listed it at a respectable uh, eighth eighth place, and you listed it as as a ninth yeah that's right and again these these are tight rankings people but i i think that is fair that is fair i was hoping i was hoping for a top four with the rise of skywalker and actually part of me still thinks it could have been that it could have been that however we're not here to tell you what to think and bear in mind people my list changes from day to day, week to week, month to month. This helps a little bit. I'll be honest with you. This will help cement things a little bit, I think, especially now we're not seeing another film for a long time. That's my feelings, mate, boy. That's my feelings. Yep. What you said just then is pretty much bang on the money. We, 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 this has been at least two years in the making for us since our last ranking show. It's going to be at least potentially three years before we really need to revisit this. Let's assume we get a film in 2022, 2023. 
maybe would see where see where it ranks amongst the which what will now be the established Star Wars eleven films. The twelfth film, whatever that is, where's that going to land? We don't know what it is. Who knows? It could take the number one spot. It could be right down the bottom. It's exciting, but for me, this pretty much will stand as my rankings now for the next few years. Because like, why why would they change? I mean, like I say, certain things are never going to change. The effects are never going to change for me. The effects are what they are. The originality, you know, I'm not going to change the cinematography. Scores aren't going to change. So there's not much on this list which can really get budged up. Maybe the rewatchability factor could be one which changes, but. Not an awful lot, mate. So I'm pretty, I'm happy with my list. I'm surprised that Empire's your number one. Not because I didn't think it would be. I actually thought Jedi was going to be. But that was the way the gut feeling and the metrics kind of take over a little bit. Other than that, mate, no real surprises. I'm, you know, it's nice to see that. We <laughs> we put Jedi and A New Hope in pretty much the same position, one point different. Um, there's no real surprises, mate. I'm surprised Revenge of the Sith was lower for you. But other than that, mate, solid list. Mm, mate, oh, me too. I love Revenge of the Sith and I get a lot of nostalgia about it. There is one point difference between that and The Last Jedi. Um, and I, I love Revenge of the Sith. It just, it falls over in the humor for me. I don't find it super funny. The only reason it is funny in my head is because of the memes. And that doesn't necessarily, <laughs> you know, like the room film. Um, one of Isaac's favorite films, <laughs> you know, that film is funny, but not because it's a good film. It doesn't go out to make you laugh. Right. So, well, and no. again, the effects on Revenge of the Sith, I do not rate the effects in Revenge of the Sith that much. Really. It is very CG, very CG. So much to the point that it almost feels a bit out of place. Um, Attack of the Clones and Sith are both at the bottom for effects for me. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, I think it's pretty expected, you know? I think New Hope, it's interesting because a lot of the OG generation, that is sacred. That is yeah. sacred. And it's funny because we're part of this generation where we've grown up with the prequels and we're kind of, I've got to choose my words carefully here. Uh, we, we're like, we're still young enough, I think, to be molded by the sequel trilogy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I, and I don't mean that because there are plenty of people that grew up with the originals that adore the new era stuff as well. Um, but on an individual basis, Force Awakens, Rogue One, strong films. But there we go, mate. There we go. Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One both getting uh, gold medals. Well done, well said, mate. Yeah, for prequelists, two of the prequel films were in our bottom three or four. So that kind of says it all for us. But yes, guys, that was our top 11 rankings. We'd love to know what some of your one, twos and threes are. What are your kind of lowest ranked films? Not saying which ones you hate, but we'd love to hear from you guys. So let us know where some of these films fall in your lists and also let us know what you think of our list. But I'll tell you something, we had a good time doing it, didn't we, mate? Yes, we did. We love doing this and I'm sure we'll do it again. Maybe change up the categories a little bit, you know, in the future. I'm sure it's not perfect. And people, like I said, I'm sure it's going to change. But that is the fun with our favorite, favorite mythology in the world. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you. Mate. I hope you did enjoy the show. What a king. Hope you did enjoy what the show. And yeah, we're at the end of our show now, but we just wanted to kind of end now. We've done our rankings finally. We're cel- we said that's a celebration of Star Wars. Almost. We've just had Star Wars Day. We spent it with you guys. So 
is just to kind of like summarise what the last, mate, what have the last few days been like for you? Nah, man, they've been special, man. It's felt really special. Um, And I, I, I think Star Wars Day is great anyway. And one of my most memorable Star Wars days was in 2015. Um, I'd just recently come back from a trip to New York. Um, and I, I went, I, I had my missus come down. She was my girlfriend at the time, uh, come down and visit. And, um, we ate American sweets nice. and watched the prequels. And that was the first introduction to Star Wars. Her first Star Wars film was The Phantom Menace. Probably why she don't like Star Wars. But you saved I, if you I'm don't. joking. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and I'm joking. She, she actually really enjoys the new stuff and The Mandalorian. Um, but yeah, there we go, man. Like Star Wars Day always brings good memories. There was definitely a special vibe about it this year. And I think Lucasfilm and Disney kind of made a bigger deal than it than they mm-hmm. almost have ever done. Like a lot of stuff was announced. A lot of stuff came out. And a lot of stuff was hyped for May the 4th. And it felt very special. You know, all day on social media, May the 4th was trending. And that's really cool. I just want to... Um, read out this lovely message we got from Anshot first. I know we're not doing any Bantina or a game this week, um, but we got a lovely message, and I think it was only um, today. This morning. This this morning he tweeted this, and and this means the world to Matt and I. Do you mind if I read it, mate? Mate, Revenge of the Fifth, all yours. That's it, mate. That is it. He said, um, over the last year, I've made some amazing new pals on here. And I'd vouch 99% of you I met through the Star Wars Sessions lads. Their ability to create a community with this much positive energy is unmatched in this space. Just wanted to share a tweet to say thanks for everything. Ant Shop First on Twitter, Ant Shop First on Instagram and YouTube. He's a very good friend of ours. Um, We've never physically met him. He is a Star Wars buddy. And um, that really made my, you know, May the 4th, my Revenge of the 5th this year, um, because that's what's been so special about it. On top of all this content and stuff is all these amazing people, our amazing patrons, uh, our amazing Discord server, the lot. It really is special. Yeah, and mate, we really appreciate that message, of course. That's what we're all about. We're a couple of lads who just want to chat Star Wars, people listening we're forever grateful that people listen in and contribute the way that you guys do. And the community has built organically, like the show grew and was uh, came about organically. The community has grown organically. You know, people have come because they they know what we're all about, and everybody is like minded. We're all we're all different in our own ways, but when we come together to talk Star Wars, it clicks and it works. And mate, honestly, that does mean the world. And it's it's a fantastic community. Like coming to the Discord server yesterday was buzzing. Pictures, stories. Uh, anecdotes of what were their people were doing around the world, what they were eating, what they were wearing, like Star Wars wise, what they were watching, you know, like Star Wars marathons, artwork, cosplay. I mean, it was it was crazy, and that was just our Discord server. Twitter and Instagram was alive with creators and fans alike, and it was wonderful to see a lot of our friends out there, you know, joining in and sharing what they were doing. So it made it made what was an already wonderful celebration an even better day. And you know, jumping on the beep. Great start to the day. The live stream was a brilliant end today. Dropping a Zavi interview halfway through the day. I mean, the, the fun began and the fun didn't stop during the day. And I went to bed knackered, basically, because I was like, wow, there was so much to take in, so much going on, so much positivity that I went to bed absolutely shattered. 
last night, but I still had time to watch the Rise of Skywalker release. But yeah, it's been it was a great community, and that isn't going to go away because May the Force gone. That stays here all year round, and we can't wait to keep pumping out content for you and engaging with you and hearing what you've got to say. So, guys, yeah, thank you so much for contributing to our Star Wars Day push, and also just to the show in general and. Just joining and just being just being a bunch of good old buddies out there. And when we can get Sessions Con out there, meet up for a beer, maybe a curry, we will get that going. But yeah, guys out there in the world, from us, thank you so much for everything. But unfortunately, that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions number 62. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk, our cheeky, nifty website there. On Twitter, they can find us at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky voice note or message to our email address, sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's sws at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yes, we are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, everywhere in the galaxy. You're going to find a podcast. You are going to find us there. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider provider of choice. I always say provider. And head on over to podchaser.com, the IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. We're on there. Drop us a review if you have a spare 30 seconds because it helps the show grow. Helps more than you know. And we love hearing from you guys, as we've just said, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest aunt, tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell all your Star Wars buddies out there, tell them that this is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke, may the Force be with you, always. They are Essex-based podcast heroes... Questions asked. Tell that to Country Club. <laughs>